Andara, a small community in Bama, Borno State, used to have nine truck drivers. Today, only two of them are alive and can be traced. The rest are missing. Malam Abba Aji, one of those affected, is Yagana's cousin. We want to know their whereabouts. Malam Abba cared for me and provided for my needs. His good deeds are too many to mention. He lived peacefully with people and had good manners. We never heard that he fought with anyone. This is Vestiges of Violence. A weekly podcast about personal stories of violence victims. For Human Angle, I am Hamida. What happens when people escaping from terror attacks in Northeast Nigeria run into neighboring countries in West and Central Africa? The short answer is, they become refugees. But it is not every time they find the refuge they seek. Sometimes, crossing the borders into these countries is like running into the mouth of a shark. That was what happened to Malam Abba. In 2015, after Nigerian soldiers recaptured Banki, which had been under the control of Boko Haram, the dislodged terrorists spread out to more remote communities like Andara, the insurgents started preaching and imposing restrictions on movements and other activities. They also started imprisoning people who violated the curfew. This forced the residents who fed for their lives to flee. Since the village was close to international borders, they naturally traveled towards Cameroon. That was when the trouble started. When they stayed back to say their prayer, the Cameroonian military with CTJF rounded them up and picked out seven of them. They took off their clothes and beat them with thorny canes. People said after a day, the Cameroonian military brought two vehicles and took them away. Up to now, those seven people, we don't know where they are. What happened to Malam Abba became unbearable for a lot of people especially his father, 70-year-old Baba Aji. He was broken by the news. A week after the family returned to Burma in Nigeria, his condition became worse. He was thinking about his son, and his condition degraded into diarrhea. He was always calling Malam Abba's name, asking people if they had seen him. He became delirious. We stayed like this for two days. The third day, he started vomiting and stooling. After 24 hours, he died. Malam Abba is a short, dark man with small ears. He was known to occasionally stammer, especially when he was anxious or provoked. He and Yagana, who is older, grew up together in the same compound. She used to carry him on her back when they were little. At first, he would go to the markets and work for people. Then, he started accompanying truck drivers on trips and gradually learning how to drive. Eventually, Bulama Abba, Yagana's brother-in-law, got a pink truck for him that he drove by himself. They left the vehicle in Andara, 
when they fled. People used to give him their crops, bags of granules and everything. He would go to Kuli Market and sell them. He used to plant onions too. He worked on people's farms and they would pay him. Sometimes, when they are not traveling, we will buy sugarcane and bring it to town to sell. Malam Abba visited Yagana's family often, bringing presents for his cousin. They both liked each other very much, so much that when she gave birth to a boy, she named him Malam Abba. A lot of people were surprised, especially since she is the older one. The younger Malam Abba is eight years old now. When I delivered, my husband and I thought we would name him after my father. But later we decided we are very close to this man. We should name the boy after him. And if we get another child, we will name him after my father. Balam Abba's wife, who is in her 20s, has yet to remarry. She takes care of their two children by herself, eight-year-old Jalo and six-year-old Malam Fantami. One of the very difficult experiences Yagana has had is visiting the children and having to answer questions about their missing father. They kept asking for their father whenever they see me and other family members. They are asking me, up to now, you didn't hear about our father? I will say not yet. We tell them he is alive. And they say let him come if he's alive. They make me cry if I see them. We need the government to release our people so that we would know whether they are alive or not. This is an episode of Vestiges of Violence. The story was reported and scripted by Kunle Adebajo and edited by Anthony Asemota. Produced by Atahi Rujibrin. A quick note about our voice acting. All dramatizations in this episode are based on actual interviews conducted with the subjects. Voice acting by Hawa Bokar Muhammad. The senior producer is Anthony Asemota. The executive producer is Ahmed Selkida. For more stories, go to humananglemedia.com and find more episodes wherever you get your podcasts. I am Hamida. <laughs>